welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash talk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, getting queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Spooky Drag Race, start your coffin. Spooky Drag Race, may the best monster win. Well, the Belays gave us a twist. Well, it was a literal lip sync life. So how did it come to be? It's time to talk all things Dragula 5. And here to make sense of it all with me is Teresa Marie. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm back from the dead myself to speak about this crazy episode that is getting closer and closer to the production of Drag Race almost, but... We'll talk about that. Yeah, hopefully I don't get flagged for my terrible rendition of um, the new theme song for Dragula next season. Oh my god. Um, now, I, I've been talking all season long and I was like, it's getting closer to Drag Race. We're on a new main stage. It's set up the same way. Um, there are some lines that are coming into the workroom, the laboratory that are very similar. And this episode, it was just, it just capped it all off. And I was like, all right. AMC probably said, we want you to be like the other show, so please go do that. So, one thing that I've also noticed about the season and what, like, has been getting, like, what everyone's saying, they're so soft. They're getting softer and softer as they go. Mm-hmm. And necessarily, I don't think that's exactly what's happening they do have a brand and they're branding themselves as a production. And I feel like what they do, they do well necessarily like they are adapting more than anything just to like what, like the, like people say drag race with like, especially the lip sync style that they just did in the last episode. But I think it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, something that we've all been waiting for almost, like everyone mm-hmm. is performing on these floor shows that are highly edited. So it's like, we don't really see exactly what their performances are. And when they say they have mess ups and stuff, it's like little cutbacks to it. So it's cool to see something in a live sense. Also, how right. short and are- I fully, I, I fully agree with that. And I think that's been part of the conversation and yes, they are listening to the fandom. They are hearing what everyone, including myself is bitching about, but it's hard for us also in a fandom to know how adamant they've been for years and years to be like, we're not drag race. We're never going to be drag race. And then to slightly start steering into drag race, you're like, well, is this by choice? Is this 
by accident what this just does not feel like the brand because i think you can still have a format similar to drag race if you do it in a way that feels authentic because it's heavy it's very heavy in their decision making and that's fine we're going to talk about a lot about this episode but yeah it's becoming highly produced in a way where it just doesn't make sense to us viewers. And when you mentioned it, and this is something we've talked about heavily on the podcast before, is these mess up in the floor show. Give us the floor show. Let us see a perfectly beautifully messed up floor show, but they don't want that product. They want to have, when you put it on YouTube, a four minute clean, beautiful edited floor show. But that's not what happened. So when they critique things, it feels like, well, is that actually accurate? Or are you just telling us that's what happened? So you have that narrative work for you. Yeah, and almost like it seems like there's a second side of each of it, like what they show. And of mm-hmm. course, Drag Race or any like production will be like that. And you're never going to see 100%. Sure. We all know. Um, but like the, like the authenticness of it. There's so many like aspects of what's been going on this season. I feel like there's so much we have to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But generally, um, like, saving someone, let alone, and then how they've been critiquing them has been just kind of odd. Uh, I don't know. So We'll get to it. Don't worry. Yeah, Let's, yeah, yeah. Let, let me give my disclaimer, because so I, I don't do it. People, this is an entertainment podcast. We discuss reality. If you check out this is written to us, reality production. We are showing the other thing with television. Show wants to see we react. Lose it. Is the real thing going on with you? Go on television. Create a crap. They've also been something that shouldn't be discussed. We said in the podcast for entertainment. Discuss reality in the show. So now that that's out there, out of the way, let's talk about it. It's the recap of the recap. Why? Because they want to. This time we seem to be back in Boulay Manor Casa House, who, um, well, it's a big chunk of them wasting time and just walking a givey spooking hand, spooky hand. I mean, it's their show. Take their moment. Just like, like a good minute of that. I was like, but why? Why are we doing that? What do you mean? In the in the recap of the recap, they were just walking with the spooky hand in, in front of them because it was an entire minute before we were greeted back to the show where we are told about the first lip sync challenge of the season. And I just want to remind everyone uh, that little phrase that we didn't know was so important first time. Um, it's going to heavily on this episode. And the words of wisdom, they tell us being too pretty or being too ugly is bad um, because it makes people really want to kill you. Which is probably why I found out why I have no friends because they also want to kill me because I'm so pretty. Don't you agree? I used to have in my bio for a long time the um, the Ruth of the um, oh fuck I don't know hold on I'm like let me get all my marbles together. <laughs> <laughs> well. Everyone's been quoting that too. I've been seeing people repost it over and over and over again. Of course, people are going to be jealous of you. I feel like that's like the root of all um, jealousy is really based on just like wanting to be accepted in a sense. Like we're all just trying to find that. Sure. And like for like, this week, go, go, uh, go ahead. Oh no, just go ahead. That's the beautiful thing about the technology is there's always a can delay and that's why i don't do a video podcast friends <laughs> no i got it i want to hear what you have to say about this episode here i'll bounce off of that all right well this week's excruciating exhibition they tell 
tell us that we have seen them paint their faces, create and conceptualize visual concepts, and live and be live on stage. What they haven't done yet been crammed into a group of people they don't like and forced to perform a group number with them. It's funny because that won't even happen on this episode. First off, I like was not ready for the episode to end, and it just was like, you know, they lip synced, and then it was just like. Wait, that was it. Part one. I didn't even realize it's the, the prequel. <laughs> yes, yeah, the prequel to the band challenge. Yeah. Definitely. Um, just to note, just to note, friends, the previous on the recap of the recap and the title sequence at a grand total of four minutes, 34 seconds before we get to any content of the show. And it is the shortest recorded episode of the season at, I believe, 54 minutes. So, yeah, this was a weird episode altogether. Mm -hmm. I also They were like, you, we have to have 54 thing. minutes and we don't have enough content, so we're just going to walk around and be spooky. They did a little spooky moment. Um, I love their new set and how they've been, like, doing the production of it, but it gave a mm -hmm. little, um, like, Haunted Mansion when that little, like, yes. the above view that got into them and they talked about it. What, like what they were doing and then it turned into mm -hmm. like you know their outfits were so slight like the, i loved the silhouette and everything they gave and they had like two kind of different outfits but like the same thing it was cute and then they introduced each other that was like cheesy it was kind of campy almost yeah we are back in the lab so we're about to see what's on the slab the monsters come in and it's another week and another sleigh and we reminded that Anna, Anna and Orgotic are in the bottom and Cynthia is feeling that Satan is going home. Blackberry thinks it's Anna's time as she is a little too quiet. Can we talk about how Blackberry almost every time has a hot take on something and is almost wrong every single time? Is she delusional? It's possible. I think it's a little drag delusion, but also they come from such a different point of drag Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like they don't know themselves what the Boulets want from them. Like they said, Jarvis thinks, come on, yeah, go swan, give me the crown. <laughs> Jarvis thinks that Satana wrote herself off and that's why she's gone. And you can never do that. Cynthia will bounce in and say that it's disrespectful to come in and say you're done and not to want to do an extermination. Fantasia says it made her look like a sore loser as Blackberry will get one right and say that quitting is most embarrassing, more embarrassing than being put in the bottom. And then we get how many people auditioned for the show line. But Cynthia's right. It doesn't matter what reality show it is. Quitting is just not a cute look. Yeah, it definitely was not a cute look for them to, like, doubt themselves and, like, their placement of in the competition in general. Especially, like, you know, maybe they said it in privacy, but they were still being recorded and they didn't know. And they kind of used it in the edit. Because they, like, it right, almost like right. the end of that episode, it really did give an edit mainly for them going home. Like, Orgotic was in the bottom. I knew Anna wasn't going to go home just because the way the Boulay, they saved them that one other episode and saying, like, you're like the legendary anaphylactic. Right. It's like, okay, like, they definitely, you know, picked and choose who they wanted in the season. How would you feel as someone watching, hearing Satana be like, I don't want to do this. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. I'm not going to win. Does that make you a little resentful? You got it and you didn't? So... 
I, as someone that has auditioned for this season, is like, it, I'm like, the energy that I would have had regardless would have been still to fight, but I wasn't in the position, and I don't know how the pressure would be of feeling like you're not doing good enough as much as you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the competition headspace, it could have been like, really that feeling. But, I mean, you know... I mean, my, my suggestion to future monsters, future drag race contestants, future anything, you're not only playing to win the season you're on, you're playing to win the game after, which is the game of life and the game of getting on all stars. So saying something like you're going to quit, chances are you've dropped down to a bottom of a list of potential people to return because they don't want to have you as a risk. So... Yeah. Be careful, future play. This is dangerous to ever, ever doubt yourself like that. Yeah, especially it's like they weren't doing too bad, and they definitely gave them, I feel like, a chance, like, twice now, like, to show themselves yeah. and what their drag is. Fantasia will get the cue to begin her narrative as she reveals that in the past she has been through so fucking much from sex work Though, if you had the caption on, they believe she said sets work because that's actually the word that came out of her mouth. But we know that she meant SEX. Uh, she was also incarcerated. She's been a fucking fugitive. And drag is the reason why they see her there. Um, yeah, don't you dare give up in the front, Fantasia. Drag is a savior to everybody. Now the ears are going to perk up when Fantasia's truth bomb went off and y'all, they just wanted to hear more, but now was not the time. No, no. The show has to get on the road first and then we'll hear about Fantasia's backstory. Now, who is wearing a tiara admits that they were writing themselves off the first week when they ended up at the bottom, but they got lucky and came back and has a whim. The monsters will actually seem to care and like JK in the moment and congratulate JK, but Fantasia is like, quote, finally... And Jay's like, where's your win? Which is the T. Let's be real. This episode felt like it had a pre-written outcome. But we'll get to it. Now, after we just had this conversation, Fantasia will ask who they want to come back. JK doesn't want Orc to come back because even though he is sexy, while they were kai-kaiing and kikiing, Jay reveals that Orc decided to throw a drink on them. And we'll see. Roll the tapes. And Jay says, you throw a drink at them, they throw hands. Now, we will hear Cynthia say that Jay has been poking everyone in the competition and they're complaining and crying about a drop of on their head. Um, how do you feel? I mean, it's expensive drag. Like, hands off. Unless the boulets are doing shit to you, no one should be messing up a drag look. That's drag code. I think almost as a, like, a thing of respect, just to throw a drink onto someone out of like anger or like emotions is crazy. I know it wasn't a full cup, and if it was a full drink, I think it would have been a bigger response by everyone else around them because of just, like, that extreme of it. And, and we got splashy over everyone else, too. It, like, it seems like no one cared in the moment, but then, like, they brought it up, and then everyone was in shock. And I love how Cynthia, like, is, like, in shock like this, and then it cuts right to her, like, in her professional being like, yeah, that bitch, like, is making herself, like, a target, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Girl, <laughs> how's the two things? 
Well, it's time to have a conversation about the drink. But first, the smoochy smoochy of Neo and Orc. Um, I guess they're loving it up in the hotel when they're not filming. Neo is glad to see Orc back, but as he gets her heart pumping, they like each other. And Orc says they are in good spot and they are chasing something cool between them. And Jay will give us the talking head that we're all thinking. We're not doing romance storylines, not this time around. It felt a little forced. I've not been a fan of the love romance, especially when you got Hoso Astrid two seasons in a row. What's your take? Do you love love or do you want to just see monster, monster, monster drag? I kind of live for it just a little bit. I think when okay. they did the edit of like the bottom in the top corner was like, <laughs> that was a little cringe. It went a little far with that. Um, but I... It just shows how different the franchises are and, like, how, like, one wouldn't really show much like that. And then on this franchise, like, they, like, kiss each other. Like, it's kind of, um... Hey, listen, Drag Race Germany had a full-on fucking smooch and a lip sync for your life. So, they're, um, we're, we're leaning into it. Love is love. Give it more of drug. Yeah, love is love. Even when it's two performers in their full geese doing their thing. Um, Literally. I... Do you like like the little romance behind it? But more and more of the season has gone, I've grown to not like organic that much. So like it just is full cringe for me. Like it's just full cringe. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about Orc's journey, because I have a lot of feelings about it. Now, even though Jay said they would bring it up with Orc, Cynthia will do what she bitches that JK does and pokes. She will ask Ork, what's the tea on the drink pouring? So let's cue it. Ork says that Jay always told him he's making him wet. I didn't know Ork was a comedy queen. That was funny. It was funny. It was a good timing for it because it made it like he really didn't mean it to be like malicious. It was just kind of a play. And I... And as another New Yorker to like pour a drink on someone like that is just such a sign of disrespect, especially in the drag Absolutely. scene. It's like, like, okay, like that's like they said, that's like in another setting that someone set off the fight. Like, but Jay will get very TV. serious for a second and share that they can joke in the cauldron. He can make insults about their shoes, looks, demeanor, but, but do not ever put another drink on them for the rest of their life. Because exterminations are fun, JK kicking, kicking Orc's ass would not be. Now, Orc will dismiss the conversation by putting his sunglasses on as Jay is talking and mocks it, saying it was a joke. But it's not. There are some reality shows you could actually get expelled from the show for that kind of conduct. Of course. It was just as far Fantasia finds it funny. Jarvis thinks the drink tinkle wasn't malicious, but Orgotic's way of showing love, and like his way of showing love, is putting them up for termination. Speaking of, Orc has had a lot of time to think, and Orc wants to take Jarvis out, and not on a date. He means kill him. Orc tells Jarvis to prepare himself, as he will be Shiva, the Destroyer, and his harbinger of doom is for this evening. Sometimes I think that Orc is very funny, and sometimes I think Orc's actually serious, but they all think he's being funny. He does have some really funny things to say, and I think Orc and um, 
like i mean a few people have gotten kind of like the comic edit almost and some have gotten a little bit more of a serious edit edit but like work has gotten like some really funny hits like the timing of the edit yeah. and everything Orc is trying to put a spell on Jarvis and wants to see if it works. And spoiler, it will, but we'll get to it. For now, guess who's back, bitches? Anna is here. And honestly, Blackberry being pressed is something for airtime. Blackberry is shocked and hopes she got some energy in extermination. Anna won't lie if she felt frazzled and says the worst thing about the experience was the rats gravitating to her gown and wig. Um, did we really have to rehash this? I still hate vermin. How would you have done with that extermination challenge? So, I think it would have been kind of fun. I am, like, oh, really God. into all these craziness. So, like, and as a kid, I used to have, like, pet mice. So, it's, like... Okay, okay, that's fair. I'm, like, these rats were got Like, they got them somewhere. They're not, like, off-the-street rats or something. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> like Can you imagine if it was rats. Pizza Rat from straight from New York City? That'd be, well, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's what I want to see in Dragon next season. There it is. She says she just closed her eyes, thought of England, kept breathing, and hopefully it'll be over soon. Oh, and they shit on her. Good for her. Anna says moving forward, she will have fun. Doesn't want to experience the bottom again. As wonderful as a life experience as it was, she's thanking the Dragula people for the dream making. Anna found it as a wake-up call, and she is ready to turn it out, as the kids say. Blackberry will tell her that she knows she's safe and that's good for her, but she will say that she is sad that Satana is gone as that was her girl. Well, you had your chance to say it and you say it to Anna's face. And this was just a setup for animosity. Like you can't get mad at Anna for being like, ah, oh, you're here, but I wish the other one was here instead. And that's yeah. not cute. You basically did the same thing to JK two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And it's crazy that they've been giving Jay like this edit that they're like starting trouble when everyone else is mm -hmm. kind of doing thing. and correct. They, I don't know. It's also, I feel like Jay has the best TV personality so far has like, you know, yes. that has been shown. JK will say that Satana got in her head as Fantasia says that the stage is not for the weak and the judges are not out there to tell them what they want to hear. That's not part of a drag competition. Fantasia will say that she's so fucking happy that she finally got critiques, but let's be real, it was by default. They only said something to her and Jarvis to set up the outcome of this episode, because it would have been really weird if one of them won, the other went home, and they had never had a critique in the entire span of their Dragula tenure. Definitely, it's almost, like we were saying earlier, like, they're kind of, like, forming two, like, a different format, and... Mm -hmm. I think it's not a negative thing either. This is something more that I feel like I wanted, and probably a lot of other people, maybe some others wouldn't agree. But the divas need to be critiqued regardless, sooner or later, even if they were safe and whatnot. Of course. Like... Jarvis will say that part of his problem is he is hard to be a good boy and now he's gotten a taste of being bad he's ready to be bad as well in the next challenge. It's time to let loose. Oh, God, the drag race space time continuum is seeping in. It's starting. That was the lights go out. Time to watch a video. Now, I would like to commend the Boulets for each video that they send the monsters as they get bloodier and bloodier. I appreciate it. And I hope it by the last video of the season, it's literally just a bloodbath. But 
it's these little moments of detail that that's what I appreciate as a viewer. I don't know if everybody sees it, but just little splatters of blood each video. It's getting worse and worse. So good job, yeah. Blaze. I will give you credit for that one. They will be told that they can perform acceptably on their own, but be to be in the world's next drag super monster, they have to show they can perform in a group. We know what is coming. It's time for the ultimate Dragula group challenge, the annual Drag Monsters of Rock Floor show. We are told it is a massive challenge, so huge it's divided into two. For the first part of the challenge, they will get a Monster of Rock solo look, and it has to be a magnificent monumental masterpiece, alliteration, baby. They want to see volume, big hair, big spikes, and big makeup. They say they want to see it until they don't, and then they are like, free pass, but we'll get to it. Just reminder, they clearly said they want big hair. Okay? Big hair. I have comments reminder, on that. Reminder, big hair. Wow. There was not mm -hmm. much hair there. No. Again, in that same category of do this, but don't actually do it until we see it, they are advised to look at monsters of arena rock throughout history for inspiration. So once again, they say... Look at monsters of arena rock, people who've worked in an arena and done rock and roll, because there are many types of rock and roll, but only one specific rock and roll type that we care about. But we'll get to it. Don't you worry. The challenge will come along with big consequences as well as after the solo look floor show, one of them will immediately cut from the competition and will not proceed to the group challenge. How will this happen? Hmm. It's a drag competition show. How do they eliminate them on other similar drag competition shows? I guess we'll wait and see. We will learn that the remaining monsters will be broken up into two bands, taken to their personal music producer's studio, where they will have to learn and record real vocals to their new heavy metal track, Gods of Death. They said that other television show gets residuals from their contestants singing songs. Let's get that money too, but only for the winning group. Uh, so they figured out half the way to get the royalties. <laughs> they then will have to put on a killer rock show where they will have to put on a killer rock show by lip syncing to gods of death for the biggest battle of the bands. Come on, girl group challenge, but make it spooky. The spooky girl group challenge. I definitely. I'm telling you, by the end of this season, we're getting Snatch Game and a Makeover Challenge. I wouldn't be mad. I don't think I would be mad with that. <laughs> it kind of. I've like said a Makeover Challenge would be fun. I floated it to a couple friends and listeners, and um, they're all like, "Ah, anyone but Orc. I don't want to be made over by Orc." And I was like, "Yeah, that that would be a very tough makeover challenge. You have to like really be into I um, having your face would, covered." Though. That like plastic yeah, wrap makeup style, crazy. It sure is. It, now it definitely didn't translate with, this episode. Without going into the specifics of the big elimination twist, what did you think of the immediate? extermination concept of getting rid of someone on the spot it's almost like they're trying to make up for bringing back someone and if they sure. don't do this anymore throughout the season it's i feel like gonna play that even more but mm -hmm. i did love to see the lip sync and this is it's supposed to be a little bit harder than any other not like in the sense of it being a hard competition but like the stakes are a little you know steeper so it's like to have someone just eliminated just point blank like that is pretty crazy and i think it's a 
Yeah, and you, you you just mentioned something that I've always taken um, insult to on this show is consistency. And if you do it once, you got to keep doing it. Like last season with Titans, you had that first episode. There's a vote. And it's like, that's so cool. And then it went away. Yeah, it was. A, that was it. Just if you do it once and it, you give the taste of blood to the fans, they're going to want more blood. So. We'll see. We'll see if it happens again. I want to see how but Cynthia being like, it. yeah, Cynthia being like, Boulez will be like, there's the door, bitch. I will say, Cynthia knows how to give good soundbite. I'm very impressed with how good she is at giving witty one-liners. Oh, they have become one of my favorites. At first, they were like completely my favorite because they make some really cool music. And then the beginning of the season, I was like, stop hating on jay it was just like pissing me off as a viewer i was just like there was just no reason but no one's giving personality and there's it's really at least in their confessionals they gave cynthia more airtime to talk because like in the edit they don't really talk much like in the show right Cynthia is excited to be able to record a song as she is very familiar with music production so she sees this as a great honor Jarvis will state that if he survives, he would like to be with Throb. And Throb says whoever is on his team has to make out with him. Come on, King on King action that I can't believe we're never going to see. We're never going to see unless there's another twist. (laughs) Jay will say that they would be hesitant to be on a team with Jarvis and Neo because punk rock is all about being messy and nasty and knows that Jarvis's ghost character is a dapper gentleman and Neo serves feminine high class. Of course, Neo tells Jay that they doubted her ability to deliver filth and guess who's on the top now? Well, technically right now in that moment it's Jay because they won, but... Now, Jarvis will remind Jay that he was covered in cum for 12 hours the other day, and Jarvis is planning on showing some skin. Is that what that was? No skin? And I was saying this to someone, too. I think they meant for the second part they never got to. Maybe they all are going to show another look for the performance part. Probably. Probably. But, yeah. Well, <laughs> if that's Evil Jarvis story. unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now JK will say that working together they don't know if they can work with Orgotic as they don't know if their ideas will mesh well together well the producers heard it and said well we will have to find out now Throb will bring it on and say to Orc with all due respect he doesn't know if he wants to be on a team with him either as there would be too much masculine energy and they would butt heads and then again the producers like well thank you for this we're going to take it from here <laughs> Friends, if you don't want something to happen, don't say those words because the producers are like, we will make it happen. And those words are happening for you. Uh-huh. Orc will tell Throb that he doesn't want to work with him. But honestly, this is Orc's MO. They will just call out a person and say, no, I don't like you. I don't want to work with you. And that's it. There, there, there's no substance to it. There's no reason why. I would want to work with Rob. Who would want to work with Rob Zombie? Because Rob Zombie is a fucking incredible drag artist. Yeah, Rob has been doing only amazing this entire time. I think uh, there's been only a few little slip ups, but like so far, they're I think in the ru- running through the crown right now, like completely. Yeah. I just don't love Orc being like, well, you, I don't, you don't mean I want to work with you, and that's it. Tell us why. Yeah. Give us some great. Give us some. Yeah, some, it's some like, bite. 
they were just like they just set it back you know they just set it back it's gonna get worse it's gonna get so much worse let's talk about anna how's she feeling she is not nervous as she will rock out with her cock out she says this is the most important look of the season and she's not freaking out even though she is probably freaking out by saying she's freaking out so many more times now we will get our confessional from Cynthia who doesn't want to be on a team with Anna nor does Fantasia as she doesn't see any personality and calls her boring as fuck. She doesn't think she can be a rock star. She's not boring as fuck. She's English. <laughs> they just don't get it. They just don't get it. No. Now it's time to get our lines crossed as JK in my opinion innocently says that Fantasia mentioned that she doesn't really perform a lot of this kind of stuff. Now, Fantasia will get immensely intense and defensive and say that she never said she didn't perform songs. Also, we don't know as viewers what this conversation was because it didn't happen on the cameras from what we saw. Yeah, it looks like it started off camera and they were like, okay, let's just start recording it. And they cut it to a point where it kind of made sense a little bit. Like... Fantasia will get up all in JK's grill, telling them she is a well-diverse entertainer and tells Jay to make sure they perform good. Jay did just win a lip-sync-based challenge, so why are we coming for Jay? I think they just have that, like, they went home first and then got brought back. They're just going to forever have that target on their back just to be, like, you know, and their critique of always being like they're dragged up to par to other contestants. There's, it's always mm-hmm. going to be. Un- I, I think they're deaf sons. Again, their second one. <laughs> and again, force plan. And what Asia will tell Jay that all they do is make jokes, and they are a joke. Don't come for her. Well, Jay has the win, and Fantasia knows how to do all types of music. Jay will push back because why take shit from safe people? They say enjoy your safety. Fantasia is like, why does it matter if I'm safe? I'm still here. And Jay is like, well, we're all still here. And then Fantasia, with her air quotes, says, air quote, finally, in reference to JK finally getting a win. You can't use air quotes if it actually happened. What is she doing? You mentioned like the school kid thing before, but this is exactly it again. Yeah. And I feel like they... It's a lot of jealousy. Like, they're like, finally. And the quotation's like, they didn't deserve it. Well, they did. It's like, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's only going to escalate this entire season. Jay will remind us, in case it wasn't clear, that Fantasia Engineer, she does it all. Opera, rock and roll, heavy metal, Christian gospel. Though I would love to see an opera moment with Fantasia, because I don't think she could actually do it. But prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I would yeah, love to opera. see it. Jay will say that they want to be on a team with Fantasia. Fantasia says you should, and Jay says maybe you'll get a win. And Fantasia's like, uh, the best comeback ever. Maybe you'll get a win. Baby, stop. No, no. I'm waiting for like, no. the breakout because it seems like yeah. the clashing of energy is just like so intense sometimes. The chaos is done for now. Time to get to work. We will not have a fright feat to speak of this episode. Uh, we are in the room, out of the room, back in the room, as the monsters are back in the lab to get to work. So let's begin with Jarvis, who will be inspired by David Bowie, a big inspiration in the world of drag television programs this year. Are you familiar with the work of David Bowie? 
I am. I'm surprised it was taken in that direction because I see them as an alternative artist, but not necessarily like the rock style that they were portraying for this theme. But mm -hmm. yeah, we'll talk about it because I have a lot of feelings on that. It's the costume he collaborated on with Kansai Yamamoto. He is re-envisioning re it as what if Ziggy Stardust was a satanic glam metal album? And then I was like, you know how there's all those AI versions of like singers singing songs they never sang? Yeah. I kind of want to hear the satanic glam metal album of Ziggy Stardust. So AI <laughs> people, get on it. Let's hear it. Get on it. Jarvis tells us that they are designing the makeup look to go with it as he will be showing his human skin for the first time on screen. He is seen taking eyeshadow and practicing that sort of draped blush technique straight onto paper. He says, think of it as chalk on pastel. What do you think about seeing someone basically paint a face on paper? I love seeing that because it really helps other artists like see the technique um, and I don't know if you ever have to do a makeover challenge and you don't have a face to make over, there's a perfect way to do it and practice. Yeah, definitely. It's a cool way for them to like get ready and like be prepared before the season. Like I know they probably came with like their package ready and they probably had face charts of every single thing they're going to do. I love face charts because Jarvis, you can have this one for free. Make copies and print them and sell them. People will buy them. 100%. For work, he is planning on being a literal monster of rock. The monsters you see on art covers for really huge and dark bands. So interpretation for work, we learn. He is using a lot of plastic and a lot of liquid latex, as well as pool floaties, um, as they are not heavy as all at all. I just hope, Orc, you didn't buy them on Amazon.com. <laughs> he says you increase the volume and they will stay on your head for blackberry she's inspired by kiss but sexy she will tell us can't wait to showcase her mohawk and i know what you're all thinking it's hair but it's not what we will see when she's playing it's a foam and hair piece blackberry says they will be the cherry on top tax on the glue she says, I don't know if I'm going to staple them or glue them, but they will magically appear on her head. Will they? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, man. I love making fun of this show. <laughs> now, we get to see some other bits and bobs from other monsters, but there's no more time for discussions. I really love this segment, and I feel like it keeps shrinking in time for nonsensical other elements the show gives us. Do you like seeing all of the behind-the-scenes execution of the drag elements? I do. I enjoy, like, seeing their background of, like, what they take on as the challenges and, like, what, like, materials they kind of use. Because I do question, like, how they do some certain things as, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them have unconventional type of makeup and, like outfit making and whatnot i would love to see the boule brothers lean almost do what rupaul does and then kind of go in and talk to them about stuff like outside of this like tv screen thing only i 
fully agree. Now, obviously, we know one of the massive things that that will never happen. They do not get seen out of drag ever. No, unless you know them, you will not see them out of drag. And I feel like for how the television production is, it would be a harder element for them to get into drag for another drag walkthrough. But I think you're absolutely right. I think having a, a story producer walk through it with them, you're hearing these things, but you're not getting feedback that can necessarily be implemented before the floor show. Because, hey, maybe they would talk to Jay and say, hey, this is not working. The execution is not great. And Jay could have whatever, the 24 hours, six hours, however long they have before the floor show to improve and fix their look. Yeah, it would definitely change up everything to have like their opinion heard before but you know like it's their style Jarvis will note that the energy in the lab is different as the look is more important so they're sizing each other up how would you go about this challenge and how would you feel knowing that the look is 100% of the rubric this week um personally I as a per like my drag style is based off of being a scene queen in like a scene style. I wouldn't have gone in a traditional kind of like alternative look. I would really go like that e-girl kind of like new age style mm-hmm. and really follow like, I bet their briefs when they heard about like what it was going to be this challenge, the big hair moment, just really intensify it. Like everything on like, like big hair, like bigger and everything like that make it yeah. bigger everything now since we need to boost up a certain monster this week blackberry once again will give us some really bad segueing as she wants to pull fantasia into the cauldron for a kiki and get to know more about her story they will pop a squat at the table not the couches as fantasia shares she has come a long way as the road was not easy for her she reveals that when she was younger she tried about check to get food and it landed her in jail she says in Jacksonville, when you go to jail, they put the trans people in with the crazy people. She says you'd be in there with other men and heterosexual men. She was so scared of that place that while on probation, she didn't report back and thus had a warrant. She couldn't get a job, no apartment in her name. She was sleeping on floors of people's houses. She got the time over with and it changed her life after four months. She says she used drag as a platform to create a career and a brand. And that is why she is there today. She shares that a lot of black trans sisters didn't make it and she beat the statistics and knows that there are young trans women who look up to her and that is why she is happy to be there on this platform and be visible. Blackberry tells her that seeing a black trans woman just being there living her authentic true life is inspiring. She says her story will show that while what black trans women have to go through and she is happy she is there to inspire someone else. Fantasia has made it on top and happy to be there. Now, obviously, this conversation is so important, so huge, and platforms like Dragula having the opportunity to discuss this, kind of amazing. I just wish it had a little bit more of a room discussion. Because, yes, having the two of them speak on it, great. But I want to hear other people's perspectives on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely should have been in the full conversation of everyone i know they wanted to have like that moment to the side to talk about like 
them being in jail, blah, blah, blah. But only four months was kind of crazy to hear. I It was making it seem like it was much longer. And then it was like four right. months. Was like, oh. Okay. Obviously left for good behavior, which I would not be surprised. But yeah, I, again, I think having these conversations. So last week we heard about um, Neo's situation. Now we're hearing Fantasia. These people have, have real back stories and they're inspiring and they are helping people find their voices and find themselves in the future so keep on going let's keep hearing it now we're back in the workroom the laboratory there's silence you almost wondered if everyone was gone but fantasia thinks this is when you start to see the personality stress will do it to you so Blackberry says that Rock is all about personality and will call out Anna without using her name, saying that in Rock, you can't be all quiet and meek. Anna will get loud and say she is bored of the pointed comments about her personality. She says, if you got something to say, say it to her. She's bored of you gotta sing and dance every five seconds. She says you can be confident in a strong performer without being the center of attention for 24 hours. Just because you're not loud doesn't make you less of a personality or less of a person. She says, fuck y'all. Now we're going to hear JK say it felt very and that's where I say, Jay, okay, not okay. This time, just zip, zip the lips. But Anna will continue to get loud and say if it felt very pointed when she came in when people said they missed Satana. She says, well, boo-hoo, she's gone, get on with it. Anna will direct it all to Blackberry and call her out that she's looking at her. In confessional, Anna says that if she is trying to help her, then come over and speak to her directly instead of slagging her off in the corner. So this is really the first time that we've seen a different side of anaphylactic. What did you think? I feel like they have a really strong personality and necessarily as someone that I'm very quiet myself and that's someone that you have to look out for. Like they have a lot of personality built up inside of them. It's just necessarily not being shown a hundred percent. It's a competition. You don't really... Like, these are cards that you want to hold to yourself. You don't want to completely throw yourself all out there. Maybe, like, right. in your floor shows and stuff, like, you want to show the belays that, but, like, in the cauldron, you don't have to be showing 100% of yourself like that. And it didn't make a, you know, a target on their back for a bit, but they are doing confidently, like, better than most people in the competition, let alone they did end up in the bottom. But, you know, it's the little Blackberry things. will say we're... Blackberry will say, we're looking for the next drag super monster, not the drag background singer. Like she was part of the creative team, which at this point, nothing would surprise me if Blackberry was actually part of the creative team and she's a mole. But Anna will get offended at being called a black background singer as Blackberry says she's fading into the back. Blackberry says they're trying to pull her forward as Anna mocks her. Help. Blackberry says she's not trying to set her up for failure. And once again, we have that beautiful schoolyard kid tit for tat. Hopefully you'll bring it. I'll bring it. Y'all go take improv 101 before getting on Dragula friends. Just just learn how to fight better. That's all I ask. Yeah. <laughs> it really gave bring like it. It's already been brought popular people to be on this season more than anything. It's the day of the rock show, y'all. And the tension is alive. Bad news, it's sudden death day. Now I remember how I mentioned earlier that Cynthia calling out Jay for poking and prodding. Well, for the second time this episode, Cynthia will do it again to Jay as she will ask how they are with Fantasia. 
Is this another setup? I think so. JK will say they lost a little bit of sleep over it as it felt like it was out of nowhere. And Cynthia's like, out of nowhere? And Vantage is like, are we still talking about this? Well, yes, Diva. Cynthia brought it up. Fantasia's getting loud again. And for those who are still on JK's case, you can't get mad as they were defending themselves. I mean, you'd know you'd be eliminated if you don't give an answer to television. Like, what do you want them to do? Not say anything and just take it? So throw blame to the monsters who are trying to bring them down. Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia. JK will ask the room if they're allowed to answer a question or if it's frowned upon. And then you can see Throb kind of smirk, but also know this is just dumb shit. And that's kind of why I love Throb Zombie, because he'll just sit there and be like, you're all stupid. Yeah, he's definitely sat back in most of these situations. I thought it was crazy the other episode when they were telling Jay to be like, this isn't your time to speak. Like the, the, the censoring of them is like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Now, Cynthia will say that Jay is dragging it out at this point, and I really wanted to jump through my, my scream because Cynthia will get defensive for asking a fucking question, and guess what she does in the next breath? Ask another question. This time to Anna to see if she resolved anything with Blackberry. Before we talk about that interaction... Why is Cynthia not getting any slack from anybody else? Because she's one of the more popular girls within the laboratory. I've always wondered that. Like, and no one's really fought back with Cynthia. But I feel like it's kind of building up. Like, someone's going to kind of snap. And we're going to see it soon, definitely. Because she is the one who is prodding. Like, she is the one instigating all these conversations, especially in this episode. She knew she was going to get a response, and I like obvious. It was obvious that she said yeah. what she said just to get a response. So Anna will say no; they have not resolved anything. She will say she's sorry for her opting, but admits that it felt as if Blackberry was throwing some comments. Blackberry says it is what it is. She's cool, uh, which is not what your attitude says, Blackberry. Anna claims in drag she is different, but she's not like that all the time. She's quite quite quiet and gets around with herself. She's not going to change. Respect for you, girl. Anna says she is trying to make amends, but she's met with a wall. of. This is not how she thought her Dragula experience would be panning out. She says it's not the best idea to make friends with people in competition. Do you think they want to resolve their problems? Or is this Anna Blackberry thing really just a way for the two of them to be like, if we don't resolve it now, we'll have another episode together. I generally think that that's how Blackberry just feels about them. Like, I just yeah. don't think they're a fan of the way, but like, Anna obviously, like, isn't really giving that Dragula aesthetic too heavily this season. It's almost like they're like floating around the themes of what they need to do, mm -hmm. and they're being quiet while doing it. I mean, Anna is a consummate professional. She knows how to do drag. She knows how to be a professional drag artist in the UK. I mean, her name has been floated around the drag race fandom for years and years. So it was only time she was going to be on a TV show. I, I, I feel like she just didn't know how to play the game of Dragula, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's almost like it's not necessarily their spot, mm -hmm. but it's 
they are a cool diversity with the cast. Like it's like they're kind of campy, but I don't really see campy that much. That's the thing. Campy in a sense of it's she's not giving us the campy that she actually does at home. Yeah, it's like it might be the edit too and like the nerves Absolutely. of the competition. Now with JK in a mood, we have a wild moment where Cynthia will take Jay aside to talk. Cynthia will tell us in conventional that everyone is after JK and if she were in her position, she would want to talk to somebody. She is doing the nice gesture and seeing what's going on. I wonder if it's actually a little more guilt, but on if you're a monster, you can't have guilt. No, 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 no. Yeah, what are these feelings? Um, I want them to be all fucking wrong to each other. In the cauldron, they will sit on the couches as Cynthia wants to see where their head is at. Now, I don't know if it was the blackout contacts or actual emotions, but it did look like Jay was crying prior to them sitting down. Uh, but they will admit they have not had the easiest time there and says they can't do it anymore. Cynthia, who's giving us human emotion voice, not drag character voice, says Jay uses the drag character as a joke, but knows deep down there is something deeper they are not getting. Jay will start to cry and says they get really nervous to let people in in general and feels like it's easier to make a joke of themselves and create this character that is funny, silly, and goofy because if people are laughing at them, there is no opportunity for them to go behind their back and make fun of them. It's hard to feel like they're welcomed anywhere. Cynthia will come in and say that they're all that they are all oddballs of a group. They have all tried to fight through life and tells Jay that if they got a glimpse of who they really were outside of the jokes... They all could be closer instead of throwing jokes or jabs. All right. Do you think that's the problem? Or do you think in a competitive room with an immense amount of insecurity and vulnerability, having a common punching bag is just easier than having to deflect to real human problems? Um, it, I don't know if Jay's been holding back. I feel like they've been pretty open, and that's what everyone's been mad about. Right, So, like, right. Cynthia, to say that, it's like, um, like, you're kind of the main punching bag, and maybe that was off-camera, and we didn't see them say it to each other, but, like, Jay had to say, like, you know, like, one of the main reasons of them feeling this way in this competition is really them, I understand, like, you know, that's also in Jay's, like, personal feelings of, like, not being able to open up and whatnot. Yeah, it just it just almost felt like Cindy's like all you have to do is open up and and if I were Jay, be like, like, what do you think I've been doing? And you're all mocking me for it. Like, which which which, which version of me do you want? And of course, with a nice moment, Cynthia will say that the only way that Jay can make things better is to be open and honest. And if I do recall, just moments earlier, Cynthia asked a question about Jay and Fantasia. Jay answered honestly, and Fantasia and Cynthia. jump down their throat so what gives and that's why i ask could it just be guilt It definitely probably was guilt. Like, they probably felt some type of way. You know, to see someone, like, they might be were upset while they're all getting ready, and they were like, you know, let's have, like, an actual conversation and see, like, what the tip was kind of thing.
It will take some steps to make things better with the cast, but Jay doesn't think it would be too hard. And of course, I'm watching the episode being like, oh my God, is Jay about to leave? Is this his adios episode? But plot twist. The starting touches are going on the face. The alarm sounds. And again, the rock monsters are not going anywhere. One of these days, that alarm sounds and everyone will be out on stage and half track. That's all I want, just once. Um, watch it be when you're on the show. Would you hate me forever if I force that to, uh, challenge to happen? That would be absolutely crazy. And I, I feel like almost everyone I ever show this TV show to, blah, 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 they all question, what? why do they do that? Like, what is this, like, siren for? And they're all pain. I think it's more just a funny transition. Like, it gives, like, a moment for them to all kind of be funny after them all forcing a fight amongst them or, like, something like that. It's like, right at the end, they can all, like, make a joke and run around, like, half and drag. I just want to see it once. I want to see half drag Dragula because that is monster drag. Listen, we've seen well, some I drag missed... artists out of drag after the gig. Yeah, like the first two episodes, like um, seasons, they like got in drag in the elements. Like where, where is that? I hope in that a fucking trailer. Like where's the? There should be a little bit more like extremes to this. Well, we might see that like, later in the season. You know, the first episode, there's scare maze thing was like you know edited to be spooky but who knows how it actually was like <laughs> it was a field that was the size of a football field i don't know i'm kidding all right let's head to the main stage of rupaul's drag race sorry wait wrong show sorry uh, look fabulous in that dead crystallized chicken dress and those heels were kind whoever made those heels good job those are fun yes they were serving this episode after the fashion show, we are welcome to the first part of the two-part Monsters Drag Rock Challenge, where the monsters must channel the rock gods of yesteryear by conceptualizing and create an arena-worthy monsters of rock looks. And once again, they are looking for big hair, big costumes, and big stage presence. Will that be how they judge it? No, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We are reminded that the consequences of failing this challenge will be equally as large, but more on that later. Let's meet our judges. And Drax says, and I quote, Our first judge tonight is the only person I would trust to kill someone with me on the spot. And then we see Drac alone on stage as she continues. She's the creator of the Boule, Bre Boule Brothers Dragula, the sensational Swanthula Boule. We got a bit going on. We have no guest judges. I think it's because they're running out of budget. They probably dropped a little too much money. Or they... Or they threw this part of the challenge together without having anything ready to go. This was probably a very last-minute decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's it was all part of the plan. Maybe we're going to see them. Which could be cool, too. I'm, I'm here for it. Then Swan will say, and I quote, Our next judge is my better half, the daughter of darkness herself, the dreaded Drachmorda. How long do you think this, this moment took to film with them going back and forth and one of them on stage, one of them off stage. And listen, drag is hard. It, it takes a while to get from point A to point B. Right. And then for them to just like flip it back and forth was so campy. Like I love it. Very campy. I mean, the way that it's all scripted, they probably like were, they shot their versions when they were standing there and then they went and sat up there and then one just sat off the side and like filmed the words they had to say. And the, because it's Listen, just so it's, writ it's written and directed by the Boulay brothers, so they directed it. 
as always, drag is art. Art is subjective, and we will judge based on the criteria and how it relates to a drag competition television program. And we will not discuss the critiques that were not said to the monsters themselves because I don't consider it canon. Floor show is Monsters of Rock. In honor of the floor show, we will play Arena Tour or Arena Bore. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anaphylactic. Look by Punk Monkey. Hair by Florencia Wiggs. Jewels by Fairly Odd Shop. You ask for personality, and she is giving you that. I think the look is expertly constructed. I love the use of the leather paneling and the shapes it creates. The eye patch was fun. I think the black and white motif is very in line with Anna, with the pops of neon green being very sublime and very smart. She is wearing neon green green tights. Why? Your guess is as good as mine. I'm impressed by the demonic elements in Anna in a way it's rock and roll in the way that fits her so I was heavily impressed by her presentation 100% it gave very like UK punk band I my only comment about that outfit everything was great but the hair just was not for me like it could have been any like it really just needed a little bit of a bigger aspect to it and the fabric of that outfit, it was like a very matte black leather type thing. Mm-hmm. It needed something a little bit more. Like if they're dropping that money and obviously they put money into the package, it could have been a little like, if they're doing black and green, why wasn't it like a marbled like black kind of like leather type of thing? Or like it really like, sure. it just, it looked a little like pocketbook like a hot topic pocketbook but made into like a whole like a runway outfit drax says she incorporated their feedback from the previous week as her energy on stage was palpable she says the look is exciting and loves the shoulder pads she tells her she has a lot of natural poise which is a good gift but wants her to throw it out the window for the next challenges they want to see wild unbridled energy tequila helps her Swan says she was badass and kind of butch, which she really was into. She commends her for taking their critiques and following them. Anna says she felt like she needed to fight. I will give this look a arena tour. Mm. Which ones? Uh, you said arena tour? Like... Arena tour is the, the toot and arena boar is the boot. Yeah, it's Arena Tour. Audience, 82% Arena Tour, 18% Arena Bore. Blackberry, no designers listed. I say no, just no. The shoulder pads are the best part. The makeup is good. But to give her a free pass for having an issue with the mohawk, when we are completely told that in the brief they wanted big hair, to me, just wild. Others get and continue to get free passes for mishaps, so the continuity and consistency just me personally. I think the garment itself photographs amazingly in movement. The designer, whether it's constructed or not or bought, it did, did look a bit basic for me. For me, I just wanted her to push the boundaries a bit more. I think they're kind of producing the same silhouette as well. We've seen the silhouette a mm-hmm. few times. It's like... I would have preferred their entry look when they did like the first episode kind of thing, going through the woods sure. as like the rock challenge look. Cause the shoulder pads were just flopping around way too much for me. It was giving like costume just a little too much for me. 
Swan says she did a great job as the look is sexy and fun. She was going to come for the contouring on the head because contouring a bald head is weird. And that's what tipped her off that there was a headpiece involved in it. Blackberry says that there was and she was sweating a lot and couldn't get them on in time. Swan will continue to say that she originally would have liked to see big hair on this bit. After Drac and her discuss it, thinks maybe a bald head was actually a great way to go. And she commends her for giving all this body as she served it with 100% confidence. They can get away with murder when you do it with 100% confidence. So we got a couple um, excuses going on here, but I'm going to go with Arena Boar. Oh, um, I think I'm arena two. Audience cannot make a decision. 50% arena tour, 50% arena bore. So right in the middle. Nihulu X, no designers listed. Now, I think it took us way too long to get to the Katana microphone, which was, in my opinion, the real tie into the category, which also was like kind of fucking cool. As far as the look, it's very strong, really amazing. I do not like the Booger Heel. I think it took me out of the fantasy because it looked a little bit cheap. I do like the makeup. I don't know why it felt like it was peeling and cracking. The leather and stud and safety pin aesthetic works for the category, obviously. Really, what makes this look is the silhouette. I just wanted a bit more rock and roll. I expected more. It's just so much more from this challenge. And for them to come out and kind of like a silhouette they've done a little bit already. And for it just to have like safety pins and like be black for it to be the like punk alternative aesthetic. And, it, like, the brief was really to, like, reflect on the past rock monsters and, like, popular rock silhouettes and stuff. We've saw really, like, the only reference to anything was, like, kind of Kiss and, like, Fantasia's look is almost like Tina Turner. And that's not really, like, I mean, David Bowie, too. It's, yeah, I don't know. The microphone thing, it was seen a little bit when they walked out, too. And I appreciate the details and that's what's really tying everything up for them to be a top runner in this season Drax says her natural fashion sense and original style continue to impress them Swan loves the cultural references in her performance and thinks she brought them a vision from a faraway land her favorite accessory of the night is the Katana Scabbard microphone hybrid I will give it a arena Arena tour. Yeah. Um, I must say arena tour as well. I It's hard to give it a bore just for the fact that it just has like a familiar silhouette in comparison to some other people too. <laughs> Audience. 90% arena tour, 10% arena bore. Jarvis Hammer. No designers listed. All right, so here's my thing. The pillars of Dragula are horror, filth, glam, drag. The category is Monsters of Rock. So Jarvis took Monster and brought it into his interpretation of glam. So we got a glam rock iteration of Monsters of Rock using David Bowie as the source material. Now, as someone who is a huge glam rock fan, this fit not only the category, but also Dragula. I think the problem we're having is there is nothing wrong with the look. It's not who the Boulets see Jarvis as 
nor is it what they want a monster of rock to be, which is dark leather and sinister. It fit the brief, but not the Boulay's subjectivity to art because to critique Jarvis the way they did, it did critique Jarvis as an artist. I think the makeup is immaculate. I love the look and how you have the satanic elements while still giving Bowie. The hair being blue, yeah, thing one, thing two, commentary very there. So perhaps red hair would have been a better choice. I think Jarvis would have been red for going ghost. I think Jarvis would have been red for doing different. This was not his category. And sadly, the slip up in a competitive race, it's all it takes. I have to like... Agree and a disagree with some parts. Love it. They really... There's just so many other sources that pick from. And for them to pick this to be their glam rock, like monster rock especially. Yeah, like it's giving a little like Thrasher t-shirt with like the upside down like pentagram. It's like there's so many ways this could have been brought to a higher scale Mm -hmm. it just it fell flat like it really did they gave a small look and almost like what um throb said during the lip sync part it really was a small look Drax says she really loves the Bowie inspiration and the upside down cross on the outfit. She says the main garment is actually something she thinks they would both wear. She says the color scheme is very like thing one and thing two and says maybe for other challenges it could work. But for this one, it did not scream Monsters of Rock at all. Swan says she loves the references but doesn't think it was successful as they were looking for badass and punk and dark and wild. She thinks the color choice that are the scheme kind of brought it into a cartoony place. Which, in the end of the day, that's kind of what Jarvis Hammer is, is a cartoon. Whatever. I'll give it an arena tour. Arena tour. Audience, 67% arena tour, 33% arena bore. Fantasia, no designers listed. This is a great silhouette. It is great hair. It's fine in concept. Is it the best? Not nearly. Felt very basic, in my opinion. Playing your tits like the drums is a really fun bit for the floor show. I thought that was cool. I don't know if there is a monster in here, but while the colors are darker and more in line for what the Boulets want, this is very much in line with Glam Rock. So if you're going to read Jarvis, Fantasia deserves to be read too. A hundred percent. I was gagged by them not being at least in the bottom for this look and for them to snatch anything with this. The look gave to Tina Turner, <laughs> like it really did. Like it was not very punk. Like it, like yeah, it had some like metal on it, but it really could have been mistaken for any other theme. Like I think yeah. the only thing yeah. that sold it for me was their actions and their performance. Swan says she is happy and proud of her because she really listened to the judges' feedback and it really paid off. She says her floor show is sexy, badass, and full of confidence. She says she had the best night and was performing at the highest level. Drax says she had the wig reveal and it was the first time she saw the crew audibly gasp, and that's all she needs to hear. Maybe I need to rewatch it again. When did the wig reveal happen in the floor show we were presented? She, right at the end of her floor show, she rips her wig off and it's full of like fine confetti and it like just goes everywhere. And and she just has her bald head. So it's kind of where 
Where where's the monster of that? Oh, I when I watched it, I gasped because I thought it was just like it was giving so Manhattan like Hell's Kitchen bar like performance. Like they're trying to whip the like they're trying to win a little lip sync battle for like a hundred dollars cast prize. It whips the confetti kind of moment. Okay. I mean, I would have loved to see a brain prosthetic revealed or like something that would pull in that monster aspect. It really, maybe that's. I don't glare. know. Maybe having a, a, a entire stereo system glued to the head. Maybe that was that, that at least the monster. Whatever. I'll give her a soft arena tour simply because I gave an arena tour to Jarvis, and I can't be inconsistent here. I had to say arena tour because of just the titty moment. <laughs> Audience: fifty nine percent arena tour, forty one percent arena bore. Jk, hereby nothing. Again, this challenge is difficult because five seasons in, the reality is you have to play to the judges. If you think giving your best Billy Eilish emo rock gremlin will be sufficient, it's not going to be because that's not the reference point that Boulay seem to respond to. I love the color cohesion. I love the silhouette. It's emo and punk and camp and a lot of fun. I do personally think there is more than enough polish to play into it because it's purposely off kilter with the graffiti elements on the shirt. It's punk and emo. It's DI. That's the spirit that JK presented. I don't oh, know what the problem is. For me, it's this is the drag that I love the most and I find dear to my heart, and especially being like a retired scene queen in and out of drag. Like, it gave Hot Topic girth. I am my like version of alternative and especially like glam rock monsters and everything was being seen. And I think their interpretation was so strong. I disagree with, I think Swan said this. They said this is the first time they saw the like scene interpretation. Last season, we just saw um, Honso do the same exact thing for the same exact challenge was being a scene queen. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, we had a little bit more of a successful version of that before already. Um, Definitely in comparison to others, it does lack a little bit of a high end element. But I don't see this show for that. And especially like for them to judge that aspect is just a little weird and kind of counteracts like what they see Dragula as or like what they're trying to produce mm -hmm. their show as. I agree. I agree. I agree. Swan says she thought the emo scene kid uh, interpretation was an original take on the theme, but the craftsmanship overall just could not compare with the others on the stage. She says there were a few flubs, too, as they had a little mishap with Tiara, and she thinks they tried to bounce back from a breaking, but doesn't know if it was successful. Whatever. It's an arena tour for me. It's an arena tour 100% for me. I loved it. Audience, 67% Arena Tour, 33% Arena Bore, or Gothic. No designers listed. We will hear a comment that is about a bat that Ozzy Osbourne chewed and love that because that would have been really cool if you defined it more with, you know, more obvious bat elements. I think the club kid boots are becoming more and more a storyline and becoming more and more infuriating because Orc seems to be the only person to be allowed to wear them. And it's a bit unfair. Call them out or let them suffer. I have said in the past, Orc is becoming very samesy, and I will say that this face did feel a bit different because the elements that surrounded the prosthetic didn't give you the full face plastic prosthetic look. 
What's lacking for me is complete polish and a sense of purpose. I think it's a cool look. I'm getting monster, not getting rock and roll. I was not getting rock and roll either. I really <clears throat> think it was hyped up in the workroom. And then when you see how it was on stage, it just really looked like plastic who noodles with duct tape on it and like plastic wrap, like, and they held it up and it just, it looked so bad to me. Like I get like where they're coming from because this is a little bit more of a take of like a death metal or like of a heavier dark metal kind of background look. And in alignment to the challenge, it definitely kind of hits just like, the execution, like you said, is just really not polished enough for them to be so confident in this style, let alone those club kid boots. I can't stand them at all. You can just see they barely can walk in them, too. I mean, for me, all you have to do is, like, you see the image in the floor show with the specific lighting, and then you see the photograph that they post on social media with it. It's two completely looks. Like, it looks like a bit of a mess. Yeah, definitely the photo they posted for it is, like, it gives, like, the texture, and I feel like that's what they're really, like, their drag is, like, based on that wrapping of plastic to be, like, textury almost. And, like they said in the last episode, they're not going to stop being orgotic. Like, they're going to stay that vibe regardless of the challenge, and they are being so true to themselves. Like, we've already lost one contestant for not being true to like an lasting aesthetic for themselves which it i also don't understand because they want to see versatility from some of these queens and performers and when they do they're like you're not living up to a brand and it's like i thought they're trying to be challenged not to stay stuck on one thing consistency is all we ask swan mm -hmm. says she that he is a drag monster of rock and says it's literally terrifying. She says the visual impact on the stage is completely original. Drax says she wants to see him move a little more on this floor show and thinks the giant boots are getting in the way or he may have to chuck the boots. And Swan will make a point to say that they are not basic bitch club kid boots. They're I'll give it a soft that. arena tour. Is it again? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read a boot. They're giving a little, like the club kid boots are just slightly bigger than the average one they look like they have like a little extenders yeah. on them so they're a little higher but still they shouldn't have a pass they're still club kid boots yeah they shouldn't have a pass they need some sort of difference. audience 68 percent arena tour 32 percent arena board cynthia doll no designers listed all right cynthia um this is a highly elevated club look this is what i expect to see her wear on a friday night there is nothing wrong with this look, but it's not boundary pushing. The flame motif for rock looks, it feels a bit saturated, but I'm glad it's not black leather, so there is a little bit more to the story. The hair is fun. I don't love the black root. It's not my favorite. The makeup is great. Very graphic. It's a safe look, but at this point, safe becomes the bottom in a week's time. It's giving, they're having their last moment with it really blending into the background. This look really was kind of like i was saying before like fell flat on most terms of what they're going for for the theme of the challenge it didn't give original silhouette at all it's like you know the bodysuit shape corset moment with like the boots that match and the like the arm glove moment kind of thing 
okay and they're known to be this like scene queen like i just expected so much more Drax says the look was solid and her performance was very strong. She says to consider the energy in which she performs because she was giving a little bit of a five, six, seven, eight at the tip bar instead of rock and roll. I'll give it an arena bore. Soft. I might give it a soft arena bore as well. Audience 64% arena tour, 36% arena bore. And finally, Throb Zombie, no designers listed. You asked for Monster and you asked for Rock. He gave you Elvis as a bat. Brief fulfilled. I love the color story. I love the execution. The stoning is what my dreams are made of. I think the reference to rock and roll is present. It was too much. Again, it's an excuse to say it was too bright and sprightly for what they wanted. So to future contestants, future competitors, go back in the history of this challenge and realize dark is the way to win the boules over for the Monsters of Rock challenge. Yes, a hundred percent. I like this look. What did you think? I do like the look. I had to say it was really funny to see them kind of mess up with their little floor show performance. And like I was saying before, I do wish they showed that more of a live moment of them not doing everything mm -hmm. correctly. It's like I would have felt differently about their performance and look if I saw that in the beginning of them. Like kind of having a mess up. Um, yeah. I didn't really love all like the movement moments they were doing for the performance. The Elvis kind of look is a little played for me. There could have they could have brought it to another extent. Their makeup is just so good every time. It really made it that monster element for me. And the bat wings were super cute. Like you can see they really do put so much detail into it their looks like you can tell that they're so much elevated some than other contestants swan says his performance was fun sexy energetic she liked it until he did all the kung fu and the hip thrusting and gyrating and that's when she loved it she yeah. thinks it suffered from a lack of editing as he had one too many props and one too many gags not all of them was plan went to plan i will give it an arena tour i give it arena tour too Audience 86% Arena Tour, 14% Arena Borm. Now, these are the people moving to the back of the stage, like a certain other television program. Mm. Cynthia Throb, Anna, Neo Orgotic, and Fantasia. Or, Cynthia Throb, Anna, Neo Orgotic, and Fantasia are the tops of the week. With the win given to Fantasia, Blackberry was in the bottom, but it's safe. JK Jarvis are up for extermination. Do you agree with all these results? Because I sure do not. I don't necessarily agree with the winner. I thought there was some like stronger looks. And do I fully agree with Jay in the bottom? I don't. I thought it was nope. executed very well. And, you know, I understand what they're looking for to be on certain levels and blah, blah, blah. It, it was. It really was for me. If I could really like, change up the bottom two with anyone... Personally, I thought Fantasia would have landed there for me as well with Orgotic. Same. Like I thought. I mean, even really even just hit. the three that were in the bottom, I would have put Blackberry in the bottom because you're going to call out J.K. for a broken tiara. Blackberry didn't have a full look. The, the hair look was not there. Good. Let alone those shoulders so why, that like they were tied on. They were like flopping around. Why give a pass to, fan, to Blackberry for a look that's not incomplete when how many times 
did they say big hair is part of the criteria? I, it just doesn't sit well with me. And the way they painted, like, the, <laughs> I don't know, like, their head to be purple to match it, just, like, it gave so... And there was no, like, no other purple so in the bad. look. Yeah, it was, like, maybe, like, oh, there were, I don't think there was at all. I think the one eyebrow was purple, but, like, maybe that was just the tie in the part of, like, the head being purple. Yeah. It's time for sudden death. The next step in the Monsters of Rock challenge is to join their castmates and join them to form two bands and will compete against one another in the Battle of the Bands. But unfortunately, one of them won't be joining them. They are told they are both incredible drag artists, but the Monsters of Rock show is all about performance. So now is the chance to see which one of them can put on more of an entertaining rock and roll drag show. They must perform a rock and roll lip sync drag show head to head on this very stage. Now, listen, with the monsters on the back of this new, new mage that looks very eerily like some other main stage, there are two monsters having to lip sync. Let's just say what every person in that room tried their hardest and damnedest not to say because they would have gotten a phone call from a lawyer. The time has come for you to lip sync for your life. Literally. Also, the way that um, the boulets, the, the like, RuPaul hand thing, I was like, Let's not kid ourselves. We know what this parody is a parody of right now. Oh my god. It's what the fans want. I feel like they did listen. They wanted to see these performers perform against each other in like a live room. The setup was definitely a little crazier. Like not crazier, but like um it's not copying to me because they just have such a different aesthetic to the whole show. But it's really playing on the trope of what drag is expected to be exactly um i mean listen the amount of drag race references unintentionally or unintentionally shoved into this bit was remarkable um i i love that we are seeing a lip sync because the thing that always bothered me about dragula is lip syncing is part of the art of drag not all drag monsters are just look monsters because there are some who are out there performing. I guarantee you someone like a Kendra Onyx and Melissa B. Fierce are like, are you fucking kidding me? We would have gotten to the end of the show if there was lip syncs every week. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see that this is now going to be an element that future contestants have to play into because no offense to Orc and Neo right now, if they found themselves in a weekly lip sync, they're gone early. Like, there's no way in hell they would survive. Yeah, I like, can't imagine them giving, like, well, it's almost like it would be more funny to see them try to give in this challenge. It's giving, in this bottom two, is, like, what they ex are looking to see, like, who's going to fight a little bit more. Let me now, I will say... This was going to be a moment that the fandom was going to talk about. It was going to be shared. It was going to land on social media. It was going to land on YouTube. This song is Worldwide Torture by Jasmine Bean. JK is a rock star. JK is a drag star. I have confidence that JK would beat every single monster on that stage in a lip sync because New York City does it best, baby. You, they put JK there because they wanted this moment to be seen, and it has been seen. JK fucking destroyed this lip sync. A hundred percent. And I think they almost knew who they should put them against because mm -hmm. of like just how I'm I like love Jarvis and I'm a friend of Jay's, but like Jarvis looked like they sucked. 
they looked this like was they not Jarvis's friend. song. Oh, and honestly, it made me really sad to see him like crying at the end too when they're talking about like they just were so caught off guard and it showed so much like i just can't imagine putting so much time and effort in like work into that outfit from what i saw online they like did most of it i think themselves but to be in the bottom with it and then have to like perform something out of your complete style against someone that is known to be like this punk crazy out there performer like it was like mm -hmm. written in stone that this was their time to go home you you're you're friends with Jay. Is Jarvis very tiny or is Jay that tall? Jay is pretty tall, yeah. Okay. He's like I was like, foot. oh my god, it's like a, a little tiny pocket person versus No, but um Jake. Jarvis has to be pretty short in comparison. Cause like the way that like their like tower compared to Jarvis, it's like yeah, they're definitely on the shorter side. I was just so surprised how short they looked too during the lip sync when they yeah, it was crazy. Together. I was like, oh, they're like this little man, this little ghost man. The backbend at the guncock in the song was the moment Jay solidified the win, and then going to the back of the stage and flipping the bird, A+. plus. Like, that's how you fucking entertain. Oh, they... It's crazy because a lot of people get these nerves and they get nervous to perform. It looks like Jay is just such an organic, strong, confident performer, and for them to like have this rock moment to lip sync against someone and to send them packing. It was just like, it was their moment to show them not to show um, the Boulay brothers, but like even the other contestants that like they should be scared of them in some aspects, yeah. you know, not every aspect of drag has to be this like amazing polished version of everything. And that's why Jay's there. We learned that it was not enough for Jarvis. Jarvis is exterminated, and that was one of the more shocking eliminations the show has ever had. But the way that King on King hug got me, oh my god, I was we were robbed of more of those two together. Um, so Boulay's yep. keep on casting multiple kings per season. We deserve it, they all deserve it. And there's so many kings that I know that are probably like dying to get on the show, and for this to be one of the only platforms for kings to be able to show themselves. Is pretty sad still compared to like what we've seen in the media recently with like the winners of a couple seasons and like there should be more representation. It'll happen very very slowly. It's good. It's gonna happen. I have confidence. I have I have confidence. Also, Jarvis having to call it a lip sync roulette was very funny to me because we all know what a lip sync roulette is. At least the New York version of it. I was like, that's not what it is. You yeah, I wanted to say it was a lip sync for your life. <laughs> yeah the roulette or just the lip sync battle or it was giving very which is like... also probably copywritten <laughs> so i have to say we saw this in the beginning of the lip sync he like jay when they took out the hairspray and sprayed it on their head they didn't show that at all once during their floor show where did it come no. from did they know that this was gonna be a thing already like did that's my question. Listen, I'm sure there was some probable behind the scenes moments. They got like five minutes to go figure it out. Or Jay had it up his butt. He had up his butt. It was a part of the, like, maybe the only thing I can think of is that it was a part of their, um, like, floor show and they just didn't show a little clip of it. 
Could or they have like a makeup station backstage for all of them to use and Jay just took it before they started. Oh, maybe like there was a table right behind it and when he walked back there, he grabbed the hairspray and just walked out. Yeah. Who knows? We'll I'm find out one day. They had to know that song. Why'd they have to know the song? Well, exactly. I mean, they all knew there was going to be a lip sync battle somehow. It's time to assign the teams. We have winner and group leader and lead singer Fantasia with Neo, Anna, and Blackberry. Then we have group leader and lead singer Orc with Cynthia Throb and JK. Like, we didn't see those groups coming. Which band do you think is going to do better? So, right now, I th I'm thinking Fantasia's. Just because of the tension that was in the other group already pre-established. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like that's like when people work the best when they know they have to work together and they even like they have to overcome their problems but i just don't see orc as being a strong leader like at all or even having a strong vision on what they want to do because this is like their first time in a competition like every good episode of dragula we have to watch the death but it's a fun different twist as we will see jarvis go backstage where the screen will then turn to black and white the stage lights flicker and then suddenly they're crashed by an overhead stage light on the main stage face dead i thought that was a cool cool little filming bit oh it came out so good and i love how it ties into how they say that their drag monster like how jarvis was killed by a uh, spotlight and then that's how they died i doubt it was um intentional or anything like that i would hope not but you never know at this point I mean, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you yeah. ready? Absolutely. What is Jarvis's legacy? What's your, your legacy like from this season? What they left behind? Yeah. Um, I think the curse thing, sure, like yeah, them making Orgotic being the bottom, is probably the only thing that they're gonna be like leaving behind. Who won the episode? Who are the best episode? Doesn't even to be mean is the winner of the episode. Who was the star of the episode? For me, I really think the star of the episode was Jay. I really think they did great. I'm, I would normally say that because that, that's what I want to say, but I'm going to say something just to get myself canceled for the fun of it. I say the winner of the week is Drag Race because the amount of times we all compared it to Drag Race shocking. <laughs> Listen, if they're in on the joke, I am here for it. Um, but yeah, I the entire time I, I watched the first time, I was like, they're gonna say lip sync for your life, they're gonna say lip sync for your life, they're gonna say it, they're gonna say it if they didn't because they knew RuPaul would have that lawyer on the phone. Yeah, they would have. I mean, they're probably still thinking about it just for the the shape of their stage right now. Who will be eliminated next? Who who do you got a prediction of? Who who's who's not long for life? I'm scared for my diva and friend Jay, just from how thing has like everything's been going. Unless they have some crazy stuff up their sleeve for the next challenge, but I is also yeah, I think so. We'll see. I I I think Jay is. I'm nervous for just because how many lives can you have? Um, that being said, they've done exceptionally well, and I'm very excited and proud of everything they've brought. Um, I don't know what this next challenge really is going to look like with and how this live vocal will play into it. I feel so like excited. some of them should do well, and I just think some of them are going to be horrible. 
Like, I'm terrified for a Neo-Orc situation, though I don't see them leaving this early right now. Um, I would assume Anaphylactic oh, should be great because being a live singing drag artist in the UK is huge. Um, but I feel like they're showing a lot of Anna, so that could be a shock elimination too. I don't know what's going to happen. I think definitely, I think Cynthia also put themselves up by saying that they make music and that they're super excited for it yes. and the way they, they did a little close-up on them. I think it might be leaning into that they might not do good for it, but we'll see. Cynthia After has four episodes. It's true. After four episodes, the winner of the season is... Make mm. your prediction. I mean, the who's going to be the next winner? Is that what you said? Yeah, who's, who's winning the show? Who's winning the season? Oh, my prediction of the entire season? Well, I, there's someone I wish that's going to win, but who I think's going to win? I think Neo. I mean, it feels like it's going to be Neo. Neo's getting praise. I mean, what is this, four weeks in a row on the top? Yeah. And Fantasia also would really be a like i see themselves going really far so i can see them up in the top i think like in the top three situation i think anna might be up there just by their track record of being like staying almost on brand to their face in a mug and like the style personally i want jay to win yeah I think jay would be a i mean I, well that'd be great I, I at this point i'm gonna keep saying neo in the sense of like that's just what the show's showing us um, am I confident that's what I want? No. But we'll see. There's still more time to go. But for now, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh, my God. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Teresa Marie NYC. I am your glam monster. You can also find me at the Red Eye NYC. I work there and I also run a show there. It's called Witches and Stitches. It's an alternative monster drag competition. I am all things drag monster. If you, anybody wants to check me out, you can find me on social media, Teresa Marie NYC. 